This is Teacher Answers, a podcast that takes high school students' questions and answers them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 27-year veteran teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and explore why high school students do what they do. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Teacher Answer podcast. This is episode 25, and we are wrapping up the six-part bullying series with episode 25. My name is Sam Griffin. Welcome to Teacher Answers. And uh, we are going to conclude this. And some of these episodes have been downright depressing. Uh, I think this is going to be an uplifting type episode. Um, I believe there is hope in dealing with bullies. Um, I don't believe any of this is easy. And... But I hope it helps. I really do. I want to start off by reviewing the past shows. I'm going to try to get through all this pretty quickly today. Um, But that's not going to happen. All right. That's okay. Uh, Episode 20. Well, you need to go back. This is 25. You need to go back and listen to all of them. Okay. You really do. I'm, I'm hoping that you do. It will help if you do. Episode 20 dealt with the definitions and stats and guidelines of bullying. Episode 21 was the mindset of a bully. Episode 22 was the mindset of a victim. Those two things, you have to understand them. You have to understand the mindset of both the bully and the victim for any of this to make sense. Uh, Episode 23 was some general guidelines on what to do when you get bullied. Some strategies that you can apply to specific situations. I think that's important. Uh, Not to be super specific. Uh, 24 is the social media bullying set of guidelines on what to do with cyber bullying. Uh, Episode 25 today is going to be called the only way to reduce bullying. And at the end of this show, I got um, some emails from questions, uh, specific questions about what to do in specific situations. And there are four of them and I will get to those when I'm done here. So, uh, settle in on your walk today i hope you're out and it's nice out if it's not nice out heck with it take an umbrella walk in the rain right do it all right first thing on episode 25 here is the world is full of bullies it always has been it always will be and it is right now okay there are bullies in the animal world let alone the human world. So bullying is going to keep happening. I saw a thing the other day on the internet that said, cure bullying in six hours. What? You're not going to cure bullying in six hours. Someone's trying to sell you something. Okay. So beware of this. Okay. I'm not saying that information may not be good or better than this. Right. But keep in mind that's a sales pitch. Okay, that, that's that uh, that uh, clickbait, they call it. You say something like that. Well, that sounds good. Six hours. And then, you know, 20 minute abs. Oh, just get abs in 20 minutes. Okay, no. It's going to take a long time. So, one concept. The longer bullying goes on between two or more people, the harder it is to resolve. The longer it goes on, the harder it is to fix. This show, these six episodes, 
are all about you fixing this in the first 15 seconds so that you don't have this problem and you know how to handle yourself, right? If it keeps going on and you go down the rabbit hole, um, then it's going to be way harder to deal with. All right. Uh, we will talk about that here on this though, but we've already kind of talked about that before, but, um, just to review some basic things, um, uh, types of bullying active, right? Active, which is uh, physical pushing, demanding money, shoving you against the lockers, whatever. Um, then it could also be active bullying could also be name calling saying mean stuff to your face etc passive bullying is like exclusion ignoring isolation uh not inviting you to be with the rest of the group so on and then there's cyber right which is online stuff we talked about that last episode and i am still convinced cyber bullying is easier to deal with than active or passive bullying because I believe the mindset of a bully in those situations are different. So, and we don't have a block button when you're walking down the hall. I wish you did. Wouldn't that be great? So remember you fall into being a victim of bullying for exactly two reasons and they're very hard to work on but you you do have control over both of these things so you fall into being a victim of bullying for two reasons one what you think of yourself this takes a while right to build confidence you can't take a kid into a guidance office and say build your confidence right that takes a long time to do how do you do it basically by accomplishing little things start with something little first like i talked about the other day can you go outside and pick the sticks up in the yard can you do that yes yes you can if you do that someone is going to say thank you and that's going to give you confidence to say wow i actually am worth something like i actually felt let's do something else and then that starts hopefully a chain reaction now if you go pick up sticks in the yard does that give you confidence enough to stand up to a bully i doubt it but it's a start right that's my point you have to start with little things first you can't start into writing the great novel on day one you know you got to start small and the other so what you think of yourself is super important you do need to if you're a parent and you have an eight-year-old you need to make sure that kid thinks highly of himself, but not in a delusional way, right? Confidence. Two, what you think the bully thinks about you, right? So if you start caring what a bully thinks about you, you're going to fall into this trap, all right? And that's exactly what they want you to do. So you have to shut that off. Okay, so remember, you should care what other people think about you. You really should. But you should shut that down when it comes to bullies, right? You're not giving them a bit of your time. Um, bullies are like potholes. That, that's exactly what they are. You, hopefully, are going somewhere, right? Think about it. Step back for a second. Go into your 40-year-old body for a minute and say, uh, hey, 12-year-old, what are you doing right now? 
Okay, you got stuff. I need you to do things to get to the point where you can be successful in life. Dealing with a bully is not one of them, right? You should avoid these potholes. If you see one, go around it. Don't even give it your energy. That is winning right there. That is not being a wimp. It is not being a victim. Just because if you can put yourself to not have to stand up to someone, you just won right so if you know that pothole is right there in the road it's there every day it'll be there tomorrow go around it okay that is just called smart it's called situational awareness okay and that is very important situational awareness is taught in every everything everything military law enforcement you know martial arts everything situational awareness you should always be aware of your surroundings. And if bullies are there, go around them. Okay. That is not being weak. So please keep that in mind. That is way number one to win with bullies right there is to not put yourself in that situation. So what you think about yourself and what you think the bully thinks of you are the ways you fall into the bully victim trap. Um, the other thing that I didn't talk about that I meant to on a previous episode, I think it was 23, is this idea of uh, an action-reaction concept. Okay, this is how I now see bullying. Um, okay, I'm going to go into a science lecture for a minute. All right, so don't put down the vacuum cleaner. Okay, uh, Isaac Newton, clearly in the top five most brilliant people ever to set foot on earth okay without question one of his newton's laws said for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction and i am telling you that applies to everything i think except bullying it really think about it a bully takes an action against you you're stupid smacks the books out of your hands something like that you react to it okay so how you react to this if you say the wrong thing and you take your action then the reaction may come back tenfold on you you know 10 other people may start laughing at you so and then calling you stupid and names and stuff like that so it's not always just a one-on-one -on -one situation um so but it's all it always starts with an action right and the action could have been backed up before the guy smacked the books out of your hands of well maybe you thought he was going to do that all right and maybe you're thinking this through remember this has to do with what you think about yourself right okay maybe you're thinking hmm you know you're not being a victim yet right you're just saying i'm gonna go this way to get to class i'm just gonna see how that goes right maybe it's an extra couple of feet or whatever um but i'm just gonna go that way and then that doesn't happen none of this happens because you you did that so the action and the reactions are are almost never equal with with this but i think a lot of people focus on the reactions of the bully and you see what i mean they're like my my son's always getting called this and this at school okay Maybe, just maybe, that kid did nothing to deserve that, 
right? And the kid was truly a victim of that. Or maybe, which I think is more common, something happened that caused this bully to paint a target on your kid. That happens all the time. And we're all like, I've never heard that discussed. And I'm saying, that's what I'm saying is the only way to cure bullying or reduce it. Sorry, there is no cure. The only way to reduce it though is to prevent it from happening. And if it does happen, prevent it from happening, happening again in like the first minute or before that 15 seconds, 15 seconds. So please have situational awareness. You'll avoid 99% of bullies if you do that, right? So other big concepts here, bullying is symbiotic. They need each other. You cannot have a victim without a bully and you cannot have a bully without a victim, right? So if, and the key isn't to fight it. I think a lot of people think, well, you know, I need to teach my kid to fight back. Okay, you're also losing because you're also being a victim there. The parent is being a victim of that too. What you need to do is break that cycle. And you can do that by just not seeing that kid. You know, um, an extreme example of that, which I don't recommend would be like transferring schools, right? I don't recommend that. That's very, very hard on a kid. Um, but you know, if you can break that cycle, you, you just won. You know, so, but it is, it does take one to get the other. A bully's intent is a game of power. And remember, um, there's always something going on in that bully's head. Always. A bully is never happy. Count on that. Okay. A bully is never happy and they're trying to make you, um, which by the way, if you're a victim of bullying in the first 15 seconds of that the the victim has more power than the bully right because they're pulling them down the the bully wants to pull the victim down in power level um only the victim can allow that to happen that's that's man i hope you heard that that's the key to it only the victim can allow that to happen it's how the victim handles that in the first you're stupid or whatever it is if a victim allows his power level to go down the bully's power level either goes up a little bit um or it just reduces the victim so that the bully's above the victim and again that can cause a downward spiral and uh and then be target a target for victims you know being a victim like daily or something like that uh bullies bullies and victims have unmet needs i think this is worth reviewing uh a bully's unmet needs are to feel important to be significant and to stand out so if you're taking notes on that, there they are. A, a bully's unmet needs are to feel important, to be significant, and to stand out. So if if those things aren't happening, they're going to go target somebody and make that because that's what they feel, right? They're going to feel important when they're taking somebody down and calling someone stupid. Um, a victim's 
unmet needs are to be connected, to be more connected, to belong, and to be significant. Okay, so, you know, if you want to uh, reduce bullying, every single person needs to work on that. You need to be more connected, you need to belong, and you need to be significant. If you, if everyone in the world did those things, bullying would be reduced, right? And remember, it's all about people. It's all about having people in your life. The need to be connected, the need to belong and to be significant. So, um, then I think a really big super important concept on the topic of bullying is understanding when you are falling into the victim mindset. Okay. When you fall into the victim mindset, everything gets negative, right? And life isn't on your side anymore. And you just feel like, Oh, everything, you know, if you read social media, read, read what people are writing. If everything is negative, they're in the victim mindset. They absolutely are. They're a victim of something. And it's coming off negative, right? You ask yourself all the time, why can't people leave me alone? Why are people mean? That kind of stuff. Uh, you start running this tape in your head, you know, um, the script in your head of, I never get ahead. People don't like me. I'm not fitting in. I'm not good enough. I'm ugly. That kind of thing. That, that rumination script. If you allow that to keep going, um, you are definitely a victim. Uh, you could um, not think highly of yourself, right? Victims rarely think highly of themselves. You know? Now, now I'm not talking about the delusional feeling highly about yourself. I'm talking about someone who is rocking good grades. They're involved in a bunch of different things. Um, they're physically active. They accomplish stuff. They know what work is. They know how to manage their time. They're put together. Those people think highly of themselves, not in a conceited way. They're just confident. That's what confidence is. I'm not talking about the person who is bragging about themselves on social media to make themselves feel better when secretly behind that keyboard, they feel like garbage. Those people don't think highly of themselves. They're miserable, right? So if you don't think highly of yourself, you're, you're, you're a victim. You're in the victim mindset. If you are angry and resentful of other people's gains, like he always gets things and she always, you know, gets picked first or is favored or all of that nonsense, right? If you're, if you're running that in your head, then you're a victim and to break out of it, you remember to break out of a victim mindset. Once you're in it, you need to start accomplishing stuff. Okay. I talked about the picking up sticks. It doesn't have to be picking up sticks. But you could start with that. If you don't know what to do, go pick up sticks in the yard. And if you don't have sticks, I don't, I don't know. Go pick weeds. Weeds are freaking everywhere, right? Go pick them out of the sidewalk. Just do something, accomplish something. You will feel better. Okay. Um, 
you gotta build the little puzzles first. Have you ever seen like a 50 piece puzzle? You know, those, those are easy to put together. Have you ever seen a thousand piece puzzle that doesn't have a straight edge on it? Those are not easy to put together. Do not try to put a thousand piece puzzle together. If you're in the victim mindset, put a couple 50 piece puzzles together, um, first, right? And that'll give you some confidence. Um, give to others, help others is a great way to break out of the victim mindset, help others one. That'll get you connected, which is a need of a victim, right? That, that will help you get connected. Um, now it, don't, don't become a victim of helping someone. Like don't let them use you and abuse you. you. You see what I'm saying? Don't, don't do their homework for them. That's not what I'm saying, but you know, help, help someone could just be talking to them. Right? So give to others. Um, if it helps you to uh, journal about what's going on or um, just about your inner thoughts that that's always helpful I do it um, I think everybody should you know it kind of gives you a very private place I'm not talking about doing it on Instagram or whatever you can't really write on Instagram but you know what I mean like don't put it out there in the public public keep it private but put your put your thoughts down on paper where no one can get them It'll help. But when you're doing that, write something that you're grateful for, you know, like it's important to be grateful for something and it's all relative, right? I mean, you could take the kid at your school right now who has the nicest car, right? And then you think, wow, they have a lot of money. And then compare that to somebody like J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez. Right? The, the, the richest people at your school are dirt, dirt poor compared to J-Lo and Alex Rodriguez. Who could, when they feel sad, swan dive into a pile of $10 million anytime they want. It would be that easy. It would be like me dumping my coin jar... <laughs> on the floor and diving in it. See what I mean? It's all relative and you can't think, oh, why does JLo have everything? Okay. Right. Victim mindset. If you start doing that, you jump right into what I was just talking about. Stop. Right. Don't do the victim mindset. Build a gratitude list. Figure out what it's very helpful. What, what can you do? What are you thankful for? And, and then focus on that. It will give you something to build off of. It really will. Uh, you need to get closure on past hurts. Like whatever it was in the past, try to get closure on it. And, uh, and the last thing <clears throat> is to take ownership of your decisions. Right? I believe that you, if you do it slowly, can outlearn the victim mindset. I, I truly believe you can. I went over what the victim mindset was. I think you can outlearn it. And what I mean by that, <clears throat> excuse me, is when you take ownership of your decisions, that's the only thing you have control of, by the way. You don't control JLo and Alex Rodriguez or the kid with the nice car at the school or anyone. The weather, 
nothing. You have no idea what's about to happen. A meteor could hit next to your house in the next five minutes. Okay. It's not going to happen, but that's my point is the only thing you have control over is how you react to the world. And you have control over that. This is the most important thing you're hearing right now. If you, the only way to cure, not cure, I hate that word, reduce bullying is to realize that you and only you have control over every single thing that comes out of your mouth and how you interpret what people say and how you react to it. Bullies are like freaking potholes. You are going to, I'm giving you the pep talk right now. You are going to go smash life and beat it one to nothing. And you're going to get out there and you're going to motivate and inspire people and rock a good career and live happy, right? Cause you're working hard. And while you're working hard, you're working on side projects that make you feel good. That's very challenging and takes a long time that will create happiness in your life. And when you do that, confidence will happen. And if a bully gets in your way when you're 13 or 15 or 18 years old, step over them. The heck with them. Potholes. That's all they are is potholes in your way. Are you going to be a victim and step in that pothole every single day? Or are you going to do something about it? And when you do, when you do something about it, that doesn't mean fighting. It means owning your reactions and your decisions to that. Boom. What if you're afraid? Hmm. I was, uh, I was listening to a clinical psychologist named Jordan Peterson, give a talk about how, um, he made a statement that says you don't get less afraid of anything you get what's called braver. You don't get less afraid. You get braver. <clears throat> and he was talking about, uh, someone you can probably YouTube this video. He was talking about someone that was deathly afraid. You know, he was a clinical psychologist was still is, um, but someone that was deathly afraid of needles, right. And was coming in for like therapy to get over this because he couldn't go to the dentist. And, uh, he said that the guy would, uh, have oral surgery done with no anesthetic because, um, the needle was just, you know, the most horrifying thing ever. It was like literally death, the needle, the surgery was not death, therefore less painful. And so he was trying to explain to the guy, Hey, and I think you can apply this in bullying situations, right? I'll, I'll get to that. He was trying to explain to the guy, Hey, uh, you don't get less afraid of this needle. You just get braver with it. And so he said to the guy, the next time you come in, I'm going to have the needle, um, like on my desk. Okay. And when, and nobody's going to touch it, but it's just going to be in the room. Are you cool with that? And the guy reluctantly agreed to that. And it, you know, it just got used to it. And eventually, you know, it worked up into the point where the guy would touch it. And then he would, uh, like act like he was given, um, a shot to himself with no needle in it. So it was just like the syringe, right? Um, 
and eventually it problem went away right i it probably still not into needles very much but was able to deal with that uncomfortable situation bullies are the same thing you, you get braver by uh kind of like practicing you know on one of the episodes i talked about if you have a job interview i think i talked about it right? it's been like four hours of bullying talk um and uh i talked about if you're having a job interview right that's something we take seriously but yet we don't take bullying seriously at all as far as practicing it we take baseball practice seriously but we don't take practicing bullying seriously you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you're taking those questions in a job interview, like what is your, um, what, what is, what, what could you bring to our team? Right. And you just kind of rehearse that and you have a stock answer to that and, and it comes out and you kind of personalize it to the situation and hopefully it's good. Right. Um, but you don't practice with your kids maybe of what do you do if somebody calls you a name in the hall or says that you should die or something like that on the internet or uh, calls you worthless or stop taking pictures of yourself because you're fat, right? How do you handle that? Um, if you handle it wrong, boom, you got bullies. They're going to gang up on you. If you handle it correctly, problem goes away, right? Practice it. Again, I'm going to go over four examples that uh, hopefully will help that. If it's social media and somebody's in your way, block. Done. I'm, I'm serious. Everybody has somebody on their list that they could go block right now. They're just sick of hearing about it. Hit the block button. See how it makes you feel. You can always unblock them do it you don't get less afraid you get braver you get braver by practicing now you also can get braver by experiencing it in the past like if you've been a victim of it you've probably learned a skill set to try to deal with it hopefully and then you can work through it better next time um, I asked you to keep thinking about this concept um, if you teach a kid how to behave and function in the world properly, they'll feel better. And you can't teach a kid just to feel better. You know, you can't teach a kid confidence. He has to behave and function in the world to be able to do that properly is the key to that. Not improperly, properly. You know, like when you go to a store do your kids embarrass the crap out of you because they can't sit still, behave, or all over the place? Or are they acting properly? Right? I'm not judging. I'm just saying, reflect on it. Be adult enough to reflect on it. You know? Um, I think, you know, my advice to anyone listening to this would be to be an assertive person. You need to be assertive and assertive doesn't mean being a jerk or pushy or out to get something. It means you have a goal and you're going to go after it and you're not going to let people step in your way. 
you're going to go around them without hurting people, right? You start hurting people, you're going to create enemies and then you're going to have a problem. It's okay to, to say no and go around people though, right? Because you need to stay focused. Remember that 40 year old person when you're 18 is rooting hard for you because it would quite be awful to be a 40 year old and like have all these regrets, you know? And just like, man, I didn't do it right. Wish I would have tried harder. Okay, stop saying that and just try harder now. You know, it's important. It really is. If you're going to reduce bullying. And I don't think anybody thinks that's a bad idea, right? Oh, that's a terrible idea, Sam. That What are you even thinking about? Why should we reduce bullying? Okay, go back to 20 and listen to those stats I read you. That was horrifying. And that's true. Don't be an in-your-face loudmouth. Right? Be assertive, though. Like, taking action and having a forced pursuit of your aim. You have to take aim and go after it. But don't aim too darn high. Right? If you do, you're going to be disappointed. Just aim up a little bit. Just be better than you were yesterday. You know, just a little bit better. And then that is a extremely powerful concept. Be better than you were yesterday. I have that written on my wall, my classroom. Be better than you were yesterday. It's not negative. Oh, you're saying I'm not good enough. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying whatever you are now. Be a little bit better tomorrow. That is not a bad idea. That's a great idea. You see. Realize that life and success does not fall in your lap. Like, the world does not owe you anything. There is no scientific law out there that says the world owes you something. Right? The world will, will reward you often for working very hard at something. You will learn something, even if you fail at it. You will learn something. In fact, you'll learn a lot more if you fail at it and get back up and keep going. You have to get over obstacles, right? That's the key. You have to take other people's feelings into account and be careful not to step on anyone, but don't let people get in your way, especially bullies, right? Bullying cannot be stopped by trying to change the outside world. Bullying cannot be stopped by trying to change the outside world. It changes inside you. There's a Hallmark card for you. Only you can control your response. Only you. And that is, that is your power. People that don't know that or they don't think it's true. It is true. By the way, only you, it doesn't matter. Walk up to a box of Girl Scout cookies. Okay. Thin mints. Open it up. Smell it. And then resist the urge. 
do it. Only you have control over that. Now, I'm not saying don't eat Thin Mints because they're delicious, right? But I'm just saying in that moment where you're like, oh, I've already had 40. <laughs> I shouldn't eat a 41st one. Well, we know that's true, but only you can stop that. <laughs> I'm not judging. I've smashed a whole box of Thin Mints. We all have. Come on. Bullying cannot be stopped by changing the outside world, only by changing you and you control your response. Um, let's see here. I think we have to, it, when a kid reports bullying, we have to focus on the victim more than the bully. Okay, the bully in the situation is a pothole. And I'm not saying they're not a person um, who, who definitely needs help too. But the victim shouldn't be just thrown to the side and say, well, there, problem solved. Because it may not be solved. In fact, it's definitely not solved. Right? Until that victim realizes, A, they have control over their actions and reactions. And B their thoughts they have control over what they think of this right bullies need a victim to survive you have to break the cycle it's not about fighting back it's about breaking the cycle all right uh there are there i i saw a lot of videos if you you've probably saw them too um there's a guy on the internet that's pretty famous in bullying. His name's Brooks Gibbs. Brooks Gibbs. And he has a lot of videos where he stands in front of high school uh, classes and and invites people to come up and start name calling them. And then he just kind of diffuses it. Um, you should probably check that out. I've watched a lot of those. I think those are, those are pretty good. How he just kind of like, and I talked a little bit about that in, um, uh, episode 23 about how to kind of diffuse a situation in the first few seconds of interacting with a bully like that. Um, yeah, you have to take responsibility and that's the hard part. Even if you're a victim of it, you, you have to, I'm convinced you have to, if you have to think, okay, what, what did I do to get this? in this situation that I'm in right now. You know, I'm going to talk about that answering the question that came up on episode 20 um, about the person at work saying, you're not one of us if you remember that. Hopefully you've listened to all these. Um, you you got to think, it's important to take responsibility, even if you're a victim of all this, and say, okay, what what were my actions and what happened and what you don't ever want to do is keep doing the same thing if the reactions of that situation is something you don't want. Because guess what? If you do the same thing, you're going to get the same result. <clears throat> and by kind of journaling that, <clears throat> you'll have evidence. And the other thing is uh, you'll be able to kind of reflect on it and say, well, maybe I should try this, you know. And talk to people. Remember, never keep it silent. I've written three times on this paper. So um, don't keep it silent. 
That's the worst thing you could do is cork this up. Don't do that. You're going to have bullies in all aspects of life. I mean, that that's true. You will. If you get a new job, if you go into a new job, there people are going to test you. They're, they're going to test you. Um, and someone with, you know, that bully mentality, they may not come up and smack the books out of your hand the first day on the job. I mean, that's kind of psychotic, right? But like they may say something just to see how you react to it, just to see what he does, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, there's just too much evidence in that there's bullies everywhere and will continue to be. Um, all right. So I, to answer my wonderful listeners questions let's let's go into this here so i got four examples example one uh let's say you have this is in the workplace a lot of these are in the workplace right Uh, i've focused mainly on school stuff but it's it's the same concept right um says workplace supervisor verbal attacks um ignoring this seems to fan the fire and increase their anger walk away and wait for the next attack take the high road and accept crazy when you see it question mark so um what do you do if your supervisor is being a jerk to you i mean like legitimately not like god i asked for a raise and he didn't give it to me okay well he has a right to do that but if your supervisor is just being out of bounds with you and just setting you up for failure day after day and making your life miserable, okay, well, they, one, you're in the victim mindset and they're in the bully mindset. For sure. Without question. So you have to break that. What I would do in that situation is if I'm at a job, I assume there are coworkers. I would talk, I, I would find a coworker that I trusted the most. Someone, and remember, if you are starting a job, I talked about this in a different episode. I don't I have no idea which one it is. It was like how to survive in a workplace or thrive in a workplace or something like that. Your mission when you start a new job is to meet people and become friends with who you work with. You don't want to be enemies or just like the most put offish person when you start a new job. You want to go in there and make friends with them right? Cause you need those people. Now, if your supervisor is just being out of line and just ridiculous, you're talking to the other people you work with to see if it's not just you. See what I mean? Cause it may be in your head and maybe it's, uh, maybe they're just doing it to you and they're not to other people. So go out, have a cup of coffee with your coworkers and bring the subject up to people you trust because other people could backstab you, right? So maybe it's just talking to one other person first. And if they're like, yeah, I know this person's rude all the time. I can't stand it. And they're maybe they're putting up with it too. And they're, you know, they're in the victim mindset thinking, God, I got to go back to work tomorrow and work with this moron, you know, and all that. That is the victim mindset. You need to stand up to that. All right. Now, if it is, in fact, uh, kind of unanimous with the coworkers that the boss is out of line, <clears throat> you could remember it is 
my I'm speculating. So this is what could happen. Could be happening. That uh, boss may be um, kind of a miserable person because maybe they were a victim in the past and they're projecting themselves onto you, right? That's very possible. And it is also possible because, I mean, the boss is probably an educated person, right? So they could be reasonable. Some people just cannot be reasonable, right? They're just potholes. But maybe you could fill this pothole in and not have bumps in the road. I just, I'm going to drop the mic here. That was pretty good. That was free today right there. Right. But anyway, I, I would one-on-one -on -one with that person. And sometimes you, maybe you want to come off a little strong with them. Like seriously, put them back in their place. Say, go into their office and say, hey, is it okay if I talk to you for a few minutes? I got some concerns. Um, and say, I guess maybe, maybe first you could talk to like HR or something about it and all your coworkers could go to HR about this boss, but that's going to make it worse, right? That could make it worse. So, um, if you have the wicked people skills, uh, you could go in that office and put that, uh, workplace supervisor bully back on his heels and say, Hey, um, is everything okay? You start with that approach. Try to get in their head a little bit. And because everything's not okay with me. Right? Here's what's going on. I'm coming to work. I care about this place. I love the people I work with. But you're making when you do X, Y, and Z, you're making me feel like garbage. And I need you to stop doing that. Can you do that? I would hate for this to have to go farther and I'm trying to just tell you where I'm at with this. Something like that may crush this person utterly. It may put them back into the victim mindset a little bit and it may snap the cycle. I don't know. I mean, it's, it may be worth a try, but again, you, you have to be firm on that and it, it has to be it. Any conversation with a bully has to be matter of fact. And what I mean by that is, here, matter of fact means here are the facts. Here's how I feel about it. There's no emotion in this conversation, but you're stern and firm and assertive with that. That's how you have to do, deal with any bully. Okay. So I think you can do that. Most, most bullies are kind of secretly wimpy inside and they're just compensating for it you know unless they're just complete psychopaths right um i don't i don't know let's see that was example one hopefully that helped i don't know you can always just go to hr the heck with it if you if you think this person is worth salvaging though talk to them i wouldn't go in there and gang up on them and have a you know an intervention <laughs> Don't take 10 co-workers in there and gang pile a boss. And it's like, God, oh, you make us feel like crap all the time, you know. But I think one person, whoever has the most leadership skill, needs to do that. But don't get emotional. Because if you do, you get, you know, you don't want to be in a workplace uh, out of line, right? 
like so I, like an unsubordinate is the word i was trying to think of you don't want to be unsubordinate you can talk to a boss matter of factly and assertively without being unsubordinate or insubordinate not unsubordinate insubordinate right all right example two co-workers verbaling verbally needling each other uh peer-to-peer -peer, the sneaky behind the back pot stirring bully okay so these people the behind the back passive aggressive people right these people are the worst because they're cowardly bullies they're wimpy what i call them wimp wimp bullies or bully wimps or wussy bullies that's what i call them wussy bully they're, that's a wussy bully they can't even do it to your face it's just all behind the back and bleh. okay um i i would use the same tactic on that person because that if you're doing it behind the back now there's you understand there's a difference right there's the behind the back bully and if they're a coworker, then they're equal in status to you um if it's the kid in the hall with social problems smacking your folder out of your hand that's a pothole you may want to avoid that because probably the only thing good can come from that is a fight no well that's not good but that's probably what's going to come from it because that's probably about the only thing that's going to make that kid feel better this this little behind the back passive aggressive utter nonsense is what it's doing is it's slowing down productivity because all your energy is going to that bull crap right that, that's a good time to if you know if you've hopefully have built a good relationship with your boss you know um maybe it's time to talk to boss about that you don't owe this person anything you may not be able to try to you know you may not be able to fix this person either but if they are uh, a wussy bully you may want to corner them you know and and you have to make this one-on-one -on -one. and again only you don't want to get in a situation so you're going to kind of become a temporary kind of uh not a bully but like just a super assertive person in this situation and uh you're going to go up to this person and be like hey i, I need you to stop here's here's what i see going on matter of fact right here's what i see going on you're doing this this and this and they're gonna react to that and they're gonna say oh, i'm not doing that you know and you just shut that crap down shut it down here's what i feel keep repeating it here's what i feel here's what i see no one appreciates it so maybe use a little isolation technique on them because you got to break this cycle right <clears throat> that could get the respect of that person like that could end okay i think if it's done correctly i mean there's there's a lot of little nuancey things that you would have to react to <clears throat> appropriately uh with whatever is said in that verbal exchange there but you never ever 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 want to make it heated right you start letting your emotions get in there and you get into a contest of words with them um no you have to formulate your argument like you are going into a job interview you need to practice this in your head when you're driving to work and you need to not be freaking nervous about it if you're nervous and scared you are in the victim mindset stop you don't owe this person crap right if this person is slowing down the business, well, that's a good reason to talk to the boss about it. Here's what's going on. Here's the evidence. I'm tired of it. I need it to stop. 
say that to somebody's face when they're alone and you're now don't get all up in their face right but you do need to look them in the eye and if they're not looking you in the eye say look at me i need you to stop this this is what's going on this is how i feel i'm not speaking for everybody else this is me this is how i feel i need it to stop do you understand it could fix it right there now if you can't do that remember if you're afraid to do stuff like that you don't get less afraid you get braver right so start small you know but and it's if you if you come off in the spirit of helping then it's okay you, you can get away with a lot more stuff it's a, if it's you know hey i care about this place i care about you uh i i noticed that you're upset you you keep you know you made so and so feel bad you made me feel bad keep try to keep it about yourself don't argue on behalf of someone else they need to be doing that right moving on to example three <clears throat> as an educator witnessing student to student comments okay so say you know you hear so and so say something that was maybe inappropriate to another student how do you intervene okay what you don't do in this classroom is flip a table and get in people's faces <clears throat> right uh you if you can shut it down you shut it down and then what i have done is just take a little sticky note and go put it on the on the bully's desk so you're not calling them out right because you don't want to get into a war of words I, I i have written stuff like you know when i when i get a chance i don't stop the the teaching process nothing stops that okay except like a fire or something like that and i i would write on it when i get a second don't say anything i need to see you after class meet me at my desk and just go over there and stick that in a place where no one can see like on behind their folder or something they'll look at it and they'll they'll lock eyes with you and that that will be a uh th they'll appreciate that every single time i've done that I, I have been met with a look like hey i know i was wrong i appreciate you not calling me out in class like that now you're doing that to the bully right or whoever said it whoever said the bad stuff and then you talk to them and work it out from there one on one even if you have to take another minute out of their day and write them a hall pass you you have to deal with that right there so that they don't go out in the hall or get on their stinking phones and start running their face holes at other people and making it worse like you have to you have to deal with it right there but you can't take up the next period's class time either right so you got to be super fast and super matter of fact and dead serious hey this is a problem you cannot do that we're going to talk more about this when we have more time and then you set up another meeting with them right and that needs to be that day okay you know if you're going to help this person and you're going to break the cycle you have to say when's your lunch period oh it's fifth period okay mine too we're, we're going to talk about this for a minute a couple of minutes you know and, and go from there now the victim has got no energy whatsoever in this right here we are with that's the system right that's the system but i think that first part is appropriate um 
you also need to slip a post-it note or whatever to that victim or go up to them and kind of, you know, do it in a way where it's like, you know, meet me after school or something like that or some other time. It's a lot of work, right? But you need to put the two separately, talk it over, and then probably set up a meeting with a guidance counselor together so they can talk the problem out. I think that would fix it, uh, at least reduce it. Remember, there is no cure. So that's how I have done that numerous times. And uh, any kind of peer-to-peer mediation type intervention strategy where they sit down and talk to each other with like a mediator boom that is huge that is super super effective it really is i can't even tell you how effective that is now the um last question was the one i started with okay and it says um my cousin is currently being bullied at her job. She's a coworker. She's a server and a coworker is constantly on her back telling her she's not pretty, does things wrong and shouldn't work there because she's not one of them. Okay. So applying everything we know to this problem, um, I, I would go into a little defensive mode here. Uh, if I was in that case and I would swallow the fact that some of the things I did may have led to me to get to this, this uh, situation. Okay. This is not a day one thing. You're not one of them, right? N nobody says that the first hour that you're there, right? I would say that that person has not built the correct relationships with the person that they're working with. I don't know the situation, so please don't judge me on that, but that's how I'm, that's what I'm feeling on this. Um, I think anybody starting a new job will get tested like that. Um, but it's going to start off minor, right? But if you're put off as to coworkers, it can wind up being that and they can isolate you. That's that that's passive bullying right there. And also active because they're saying it out loud. So that's a brave person. And you may not, uh, you may not crack that walnut, right? That, that person sounds like they have a big, you know, bully chip on their shoulder. But you may be able to get through. If I was in that boat, I would probably realize who who is the head snake here causing this problem. There's always a leader to a group like that. And then I would, um, if I thought I could, if I developed some sort of relationship with another coworker that's one of uh, the snake's toadies, you know, the one, the bystander going along with it, I would, uh, I would say, Hey, you know, uh, what's, why does so-and-so hate me? Like, I, I'm not sure what I've done. And, and by the way, don't throw responsibility out the window and say stuff like that. Cause maybe you did do stuff, you know, maybe you did say stuff that they took offensive and, uh, and this is the result of it. So I would try to really dig in and put my ego on the side and dig into what did I say that offended them? Because people don't just get offended for no reason. It's, it's, I mean, I can't even think of an example. There's always an action reaction, always. 
That's kind of what I started off with. You're, you're searching for that. If you're a victim, did you, what part did you play in this? Right? Did you play a part in it? Can you find where this fell apart? That's, that's the responsibility end of, of, uh, reducing bullying is you need to find, okay, what, okay, this is what I said. And this led to this. And this is th then they all started talking. And then the, the snake leader of this crew said, you're not pretty. You do everything wrong and you shouldn't work here because you're not one of them. Right. So they're, they want you to quit. They're trying to drive you out and they're testing you. That's what's going on. And you know, you can turn this crap around or you can quit or you can do nothing about it and work in a miserable situation, which I hope you don't do, but <coughs> excuse me, talk for like an hour. Um, I think, I think that's uh, time to reflect there. I think you're in that journaling, how to break out of the victim mindset. Oh, you, you know, that person is definitely in the victim mindset. Absolutely. Because then you you may be even ruminating, right? You may be running the tape in your head. Like I'm not one of them. I don't want to go back there. This isn't fair. They don't like me. Blah, 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 blah. Break out of it. If you can be assertive enough to corner them at work, which you probably can't because nobody's ever alone at work in a place like that. It's all, you know, and then if you do it wrong, you'll make it worse. So go back and listen to the other examples. Um, about kind of how, how I would recommend having a conversation like that. Cause I've done it before many times. It, it works. If you, if you go at it in a, like I said, with a spirit of trying to help, I think you can say a lot more harsher words to someone. If you're trying to come off like, Hey man, I actually care about you. Here's what I see. It's not, no goods coming from it. Right. I don't want to come to work feeling like that. I don't want you to have to work in an environment like that. Well, why don't you just quit? Well, I'm not quitting. Okay. I need this job. Here's why. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe they can relate to that. You know, it's like the purple folder metaphor that I talked about in the one episode. It's like, oh, your purple folder is so stupid. Yeah, I know it's stupid. But my mom bought it for me. You know, that's something that the bully can relate to. You know, if you can do that, that'd be great. I think you can get out of jams there. Remember, guys, don't keep it silent. And you have to stop the tape that's going in your head. And you do that by working on yourself. Okay. The way to reduce bullying is to work on yourself. Accomplish small goals work to bigger ones you all anyone listening to this need to work on the big goals but do so only after you are competent enough to accomplish little ones i've really enjoyed making this series i hope you got something out of it um yeah it's been my pleasure and if it's helped somebody great if it's been entertaining, great. If it's been informative, great. But anyway, hope you liked it. Let me know what you thought of it. You can always email me at that thing at the end of the my outro. 
at the end. So, uh, working on some other things, by the way, uh, secretly here. First of all, I got this big envelope full of questions. I looked at it yesterday. This is full waiting to happen. So I got that as backup, but I'm also working on like a back to school episode because that's going to be tough. Kind of like how I'm going to approach it in my mindset. So I can't, you know, control what other people do, right? So I'm not a stinking victim. Don't be one. Control yourself. Control your thoughts and your actions and your reactions. Don't react to a bully. You guys have a good one. I'll talk to you later. You have been listening to Teacher Answers. If you would like to submit a question, drop me an email at teacheranswers at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor podcast site, anchor.fm slash teacheranswers. Answers.